Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai, and I'm Jason Connell. On the show today, I'm joined by a special guest, Sensei Jim True. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Sensei Jim. I'm super excited to have you on the show today to shed light on your martial arts background and your connection to the next Karate Kid. Thanks. Well, I'm excited to be here, too. Awesome. Well, before we get started, I have to do a word from our sponsor, Helps pay the bills. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Okay, enough business, Sensei Jim. Let's jump into this. So I moved to the Boston area not that long ago, was researching dojos and came across yours. And I just had to reach out because I was fascinated by what I saw on your website, your history, your background, just the way you run your dojo. is I haven't seen anything like that in my background. So maybe let's start there. Let's shed light on your background, how you got into martial arts, how you became Sensei Jim, and then we'll get into the other stuff. That sounds good. So, you know, I started karate back in 1975. I had always wanted to do it. Uh, you know, you had the neighborhood bully, it, all those <laughs> things that come together, yeah. right, that spur you into it. And I had done a lot of other sports, and I saved my money, and I wanted to do karate. I found uh, at the YMCA in Waltham, they had started a brand new program. So I signed up. I went there, and I met my very first instructor who was a, an amazing sensei. He's passed on a couple of years ago, but Sensei Tom Wertman, he was straight out of college from Ohio State, and he was going to BC for law, and I just started my training. You know, my, my first night, I had no experience. So we're standing there, and at the end of the class, he says, we're going to kumite. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I didn't know what kumite meant. You know, I was a 15-year-old kid. And so he gets in a fighting stance, and the only thing he had taught me that night was a straddle stance or shikurachi. So there I am with my hands up, with my feet in a shikurachi, facing him full on, you know, not in what would be a real fighting stance, and he kicks me right in the balls. <laughs> and I'm like, oh! He's like, turn sideways. And I'm like, you didn't teach me that. So that was my introduction oh to, my to karate. And I'm assuming you had no cup on. No cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15 years old, first day, no cup. That's how it started. And then I trained with him up until the time he graduated law school and went on. And then he turned things over to me. And wow. I started teaching at the YMCA in 1977, camp kids, 40 to 50 kids every 40 minutes all day long. That wow. was, you know, baptism under fire. Yeah, that's your boot camp. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So at that time, were you influenced by anything in pop culture, like shows like Kung Fu? Had that even come out yet? Oh, yeah. Kung Fu had come out, and I would watch it all the time. Okay. That really caught my attention, you know, that esoteric, mystical type of techniques they could do and, and all that, you yeah. know, just really caught your eye. And, and then I found out what karate was about, and it, and it was a lot different than that, <laughs> a lot different than that. Absolutely. So talk about the style that you study, which is also very fascinating. It kind of harkens back to Okinawa, if I'm not mistaken. So Matsubayashi Shorinru is an Okinawan style. Okay. It would be classified as a hard style. Hard style is more linear, straightforward, closed hands, as opposed to a soft style, or a style that might be 50-50, hard and soft, like goju, with circular stepping. 
And for whatever reason, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? And that's where I was supposed to be. And that was the style I was supposed to learn. Like I tell some of my Tai Chi students, almost 48 years later, having some knee problems and a hip problem, it would be great to have taught Tai Chi or learned it at 15, right? But I just didn't see myself standing there <laughs> slowly moving right. with Tai Chi. But uh, I wouldn't change a thing. Wow. You know? So you were at the Y getting inundated, just teaching so many students. What was the transition to the dojo now? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, how and, and when did that all happen? So I started to take on a love for teaching and sharing. I was in college, and so I started to teach part-time. I was already at the Y, so they, they needed an instructor. Actually, when we left the YMCA and found a new school with Sensei Tom, he then graduated from BC, and he turned things over to me. And so I was already in a dojo. But the dojo was pretty interesting because there was a goju instructor. There was the Shoranru instructor, myself. And then there was boxing. Wow. So we had a, a good mix of, yeah. of different things. And, and really, if you look back on it, you could say that was that cross-training, you know, that first exposure to real cross-training. Whereas a lot of styles tend to say stay separated, yeah. you know, and, and don't cross train. And, and you saw that in the episodes, these recent episodes, of where Kai, yeah, absolutely. starting to cross yeah. train. Whereas before that, there was no cross train. And I'm not going over to see you, Johnny. You're not coming over to see me. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. And so at what point did it become what it is now as far as the brand, which I love the name, by the way, and then yeah. it's your last name. So we'll go ahead and say the name of the dojo. True Martial Arts Academy. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So I was teaching at this dojo, and then things started to change. They get a little more eclectic, Americanized, and some of the students, the adult students I had, really weren't into that. And they said, you know, things are changing here. We should go. We should leave. Wow. Find a new dojo. Again, I was still in college. I was probably 18, maybe. So I started teaching out of the basement of my home, and then a, a buddy of mine had a little garage. This was the beginning. Because I, I got friends of mine, students, from back in the day when I taught at this garage, and they still post on Facebook how back in 1979, I would make them go out onto the gravel driveway, and it was gravel, like, you know, the sharp gravel, Oh yeah, and in the winter, and make them do knuckle push-ups. Oh, my God. At six years this old. This is eagle fang. At, at, <laughs> at six years old, right? That's crazy. And, and, and so this little dojo was a garage. It had no heat. It had no bathrooms, no running water, okay? <laughs> and I taught year-round, part-time. Wow. And I'll tell you, no bathrooms, no kid ever asked, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, right. Done. But once I got a dojo with a bathroom, yeah, uh, hands up, I got to go, I got to go. I go. <laughs> so that led me to that garage. And then that led me to another location where I was there for about 11 years. And the original name of the academy was Shorin Rue. Karate Academy. Okay. And back then, you know, you, you took the name of your style and you plugged it into the name. Sure. I really didn't think about using my own name or anything like that. And it wasn't until maybe 20 years later when I had another dojo and had moved from this other garage I had that I said to myself, you know what? Now's, now's the time to change the name. And I wanted to use the word true. I know it's my last name, but I also wanted to use it because it meant true true to the art. Absolutely. 
that's the main reason. So True Martial Arts Academy just happens to be my last name. It's, it's a good last name. Thank oh, you. Great. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your rank? Because we see this a lot in Cobra Kai, even the Karate Kid Part 2, Sato, and he was a red belt. Like, what would be your rank? Which is incredible. And I love that you came in full gear today. you got your gi on, your belt, super official. So we'll have to take a photo and post it for our fans. But maybe speak to that. Absolutely. My rank is an eighth degree or a hanchidan, and that's taken 45 years of my life to get to. And I hold a, a sixth don, a sixth degree in uh, weapons, and a third degree in kistoli jujitsu, which is a street defense jujitsu against uh, knife attacks, gun, empty hand, that type. So those are the ranks that I have, as well as an instructional rank in Tai Chi and and in sword work, Iaido. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. But it's a lifetime endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. What would your life have been like without martial arts? Completely different. Yeah. This has taken most of your life, you know, your body of work. It's like, it's it's your calling. It is. You know, I often wonder about that and I just can't fathom where I would be. You know, I, I wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't have any of the things that I have or the experiences I've had with the kids, adults, whoever it might be. So I'm blessed to have that ability to do what I love and to do it in my pajamas. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I mean, you were still going through the pandemic on the Zoom classes, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. Dojo didn't miss a beat. No. You know, the pandemic came. I was like, oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? Exactly. Just like hundreds and thousands of other people. And I realized... We've got to stream things. I've got to get up with Zoom and uh, find out how to do this. And I'm glad I can be creative. And that's what I did. And and through all the hours of kids being on Zoom for school, even though they had to be on Zoom for another hour for karate, it was that creative, wild, fun, let loose type of Zoom that the kids could relate to. And the parents loved it. That is great. And I know looking at your website and seeing some of the about us and the team that behind you, you've had students from teenagers and they're in their 40s and up still in your class and contributing to the class. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. I have guys that have been with me since 1982, right? <laughs> wow. And now I'm teaching his son. I have other guys that, that have been great. with me since 84 and they're up to seventh degree black belt now, you know, and they're still training. It's a family. It's a family affair. It is. It is. In fact, this weekend, we're doing a little get-together for one of the guys that is going through some things, and he was one of the guys that trained back in the 80s, and I was able to get 16 of the guys from the 80s to come back. Oh, my god! You know, and they all said, well, since I'll have to find a gi, (laughs) or I'm not sure if I can can do a kata. I said- don't worry. It doesn't matter. We're going to show up. We're going to have some fun. This reminds me of that scene from Cobra Kai. They get Tommy out of the hospital and uh-huh. the gang's back together. I, right. I love it. Yeah. So at your dojo in the 80s, like you just said, you were training some kids from 82 and they're still with you. So when the Karate Kid, the original, the mm-hmm. wonderful film comes out, do you see an influx in students? Did it have a, a change in effect? Because I know being younger, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I put karate on my radar. Absolutely. When it came out, it was that, the Ninja Turtles, that big boom, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That that just spurred people on. And I think the Karate Kid brought in more of the adult population as well, Okay, as well as the younger younger kids. But it was definitely an influx in, in uh, attendance and, and growth. And it brought a little more insight to what karate is or what the benefits of karate are. 
if you go back to the 80s and you look in a phone book and you look up a karate ad, what is it you usually see, if you can remember? Yeah, not much. It's like a Johnny Lawrence wrote it. Kick, it, it, kick ass. And- exactly, right? It, <laughs> yeah. It's another guy punching another guy. Yeah. That was yeah. the logo. I think Karate Kid changed a lot of that. Sure. And so I never used that logo, you know, as an ad. Yeah. I always had something where an instructor, it looked like an instructor helping a younger person. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mentoring. Yeah. That movie just touched so many notes for me. And the wonderful character, Mr. Miyagi, I mean, that's really the core of it all. The yes. mystique of this way. And it's, there's a better way in life. And it's a beautiful movie. There wasn't a shortage of ninja movies in the 80s. There's, no. <laughs> all, there's tons of those. And those are fun. They have their place. Yes. But yeah, the Karate Kid, for it to come out and have the staying power, even before the Cobra Kai, which is incredible, the show emerges they made a sequel, which was a good movie, a yep. different movie, a beautiful in its own right. The third movie could have been better. Mm-hmm. There's moments. There's some villains that are paying off now, but it didn't tarnish the legacy. The movie held – I would revisit it every five years and be like, man, that movie still works. So for them to come out and make Cobra Kai blew my mind since they jumped. And I was an early adopter. I was going, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Put it on hooked. And I was telling all my friends in LA, you're going to hear about this show. You're going <laughs> to Now I never knew Netflix was going to come on and blow it up and make it the number one show, but tell me your path to finding Cobra Kai. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So tell us about how first of all how you came up with that with that idea or the approach and how you're infusing K-dramas into the mental health pr- approach or practice that you have. And what's been the feedback so far from people or, or just in general, like clients and things like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. I use Korean dramas somewhat by accident in, in mental health because I was trying to make connections with when as a family therapist. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> and I heard some of the kids yeah. or teens be like, Cobra Kai. I'm like, Cobra Kai? That, yeah, that rings a bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was back with the Karate Kid. And they're like, no, Sensei is, is a show. I'm like, a show? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like the Karate Kid only nowadays. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Right? Exactly. And, and so I didn't put it on right away. And then I did. And I was hooked. Uh, it was like, uh, I just got to watch the next episode. Yes. Give me the next episode. Yes. What's going to happen? What's going on? Yeah. And to see them bring the characters back and continue on, and they're still growing and learning as adults. Like Adults don't know everything, and that's a great way to see it. Like We can learn from kids. I'm sure you as an instructor with as much knowledge as you have, you're surprised sometimes by someone new or way to look at something. So kudos to the showrunners. I'm, I love the show, and I want to see it last as long as it needs to last before it gets watered down. Hopefully right. one or two more seasons goes out on top, and maybe they make a new movie. You never know, right? Yep. Could be a new Karate Kid movie in the spirit of that. And that leads me to the next Karate Kid. Some people forget there was a fourth movie. And the mm-hmm. reason that there's a connection because Mr. Miyagi is in that movie. Without him, there's no Danielson. But And they filmed it in Massachusetts. So it really felt foreign to me. I was like, oh, I don't know. This seems like they're just jumping the shark. Who is this girl, Karate Kid? So I kind of dismissed it. Right. And years later, I became to appreciate it more. And now I think that Cobra Kai is on a path to maybe get Julie 
Hillary Swank into Cobra Kai. And then now to kind of connect those worlds even more. So now that I live out here, it's like, oh, Julie's house is over here and I want to do an on-location episode. And so that led me to you and your dojo because you have a connection to the movie. I do have a connection to the movie. I was in the movie, <laughs> oh the next God. Karate Kid, but I got left on the cutting room floor. Ah, it uh, happens. It happens. <laughs> but it was an amazing experience. And I had about seven other students who we all went and did a, a tryout for. Yeah. And they got in the movie and they were in some of the scenes, some of the prom scenes, yep. the uh, scene out on the uh, athletic field, some of the fight scenes. Yeah, with Michael Ironside. There's tons of students yes. around. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. And then one of my guys who will be there this weekend, Sensei Donnie, he did the stand-in driving parts uh, of when Mr. Miyagi was driving from one place to another. Right. He had some stand-in parts for him. Oh, my God. It was All pretty right. cool. Sensei Jim, let's go back. Tell me about the scene that was on the cutting room floor. Okay. When I tell people, they're like thinking, ah, oh, Sensei's in his gi. He's got a karate <laughs> episode where he's got a fight or something like that. Yeah. And I say- well, I was actually a biker, <laughs> and they wanted me in the scene at the bowling alley Yes, over at Boston Bowl, Yep, over in Dorchester. Dorchester, yeah. Yeah, and that was an amazing place back then because we started our day probably around 7 a.m., had to get there early. You know, you're hanging out, and they're setting up, and so we're in the bowling alley, but we're in the pool room where they have all the pool tables, and the monks are supposed to walk down the corridor and there's all glass looking out from the pool room. And we're supposed to look across the table and out the glass and be like, what's going on? You know, make some gestures. And so they had me and Richard Burns dressed up as bikers with leather jackets and oh jeans and all that. And to my surprise, and in a fun little bit, is they had uh, biker chicks. <laughs> so they had girls and they are dressed as as biker chicks and, and they were hanging all over us. Uh, this is like the scene from uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. This is great. I, I love this. Hey, we we're shooting pool and, and sure enough, and it's take after take. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> let's do it again. And the monks walk by and I'm supposed to be breaking with the pool cue and then I, I stop and I look and put my hands up. And so it was a lot of fun doing that. And then we'd take a break. And during the break, who comes in to shoot pool? Hillary Swank. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> right. Pat Morita. Yeah. So Pat's in there and we got to play. He was a good pool player and we didn't talk that much, but just like casual conversation, you know, uh, stuff like that. So it was a real good experience. It was a lot of fun. Was your scene supposed to get more escalated though and you were going to confront the monks or it was just that quick exchange? No, it was just that quick okay. exchange. And then they were on the way down the hallway to go yeah. bowling. Right. Yeah. Maybe someday those special episodes, special features, extras will pop out on a DVD or Blu-ray or something. If anybody out there has access to that <laughs> cutting room floor oh uh, footage, gosh. please contact Jason and, yes, uh, please and, do. and send it his way. So do you have any photos of you dressed up on set in like that outfit? I don't. Okay. I don't. You know, we, we did a photo shoot after the movie at the dojo with all of us. Yeah. That's the one that I have hanging in the dojo. Yeah, so explain that one. That one's great. So all the students that I had in the movie are standing there, you know, we're posing or shooting off a sidekick or something like that. <laughs> and just a, a snapshot of us from 1993, uh, you know, starring in the movie. And what was the headline? Something, some reference to like local karate kids or 
some, a, something a cool like that. Tie in. Yeah, local karate academy stars and next karate kid. Uh, yeah, so good. So some of the scenes that you talked about, like the group scene, I, I've seen the movie a few times now. The Michael Ironside's like you know doing almost Cobra Kai type training. There is no right. Cobra Kai in the next Karate Kid, Correct. to be clear. But there are kind of that aura if you will. He trains them really tough and they really are like vigilantes at the high school. Although everyone looks like they're post-college. They yes. did, <laughs> everybody, it's ridiculous. Right? Right? So what were your students doing? Were they in some of the scenes that he's grabbing them, grappling with them and being physical? They were in a lot of the scenes where they were just standing around okay. and then interacting with the athletics and then the prom scene. I think there was some pushing and shoving. Yeah. I think one of them, Stevie, got to be in a fight scene okay. just a bit. Okay. And I don't think any of them had any dialogue, but uh, they all had a great experience. Yeah. There's not a ton of fighting in that movie, which I definitely recognize. There's no All Valley. There's none of that stuff going right. on. And I was like skimming through it one day after you told me that your students were in there. I was like, yeah, there's not that many of these fight sequences. It just leads to that at the very end, but it's it's only a few people, like you said. So, right. But what a neat experience for your dojo and everybody. And I'm sure, did that movie also help propel more students to come in because it was shot in Massachusetts and it was the next Karate Kid or? I'm sure it did. Not as many, like I said, as, as the Karate Kid or, or the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I, I think at that point, some of the boom had you yes. know, reached its peak. And any movie that's out there that portrays karate or martial arts in, in a good, healthy way for parents to see, for kids to see, that's a bonus. You know, really what we want to do is educate people, right? And educate them in a way to, to get an understanding of what the benefits of martial arts are. It's, believe me, I love to see an epic fight scene, you know, or a sword fight scene or sure. whatever it is. Just give me action, action, action. I love that. But one of the things that I noticed about Cobra Kai, and you can think of it as, and it relates to the Karate Kid for sure, because that's where it all started, yeah. is the energy. And what the energy is, is really about it, and think of it as yin and yang, right? It's that hard, soft, good and evil. And for me, I also take into account, I really don't think about it was a good day or a bad day. I think about the outcome. You know, what was the outcome of the day and how did that help me? Yeah. And so I take a look at the scenes or what episode and then what's the outcome of that episode? You know, where did it take us? Where did that energy take us? Did Johnny make the mistake of going down to to see Crease and get his butt kicked. So those are some good questions. And I think yeah. the more we can look at that and look at where the energy is really moving us. Yeah, that's interesting. Very good points. And I know dojos are sometimes primarily, yours is probably a good mix, but a lot of times kids make up the size and members of a dojo. And here we have this younger generation who don't even really know. I'm sure parents are educating kids like, no, there was this karate kid. This existed in the 80s. All they know is Cobra Kai. Right. But what a great show to kind of continue this education to your point. They really do handle that in the right way. There's not too many crazy fights. A lot of times it's in all valley where it's controlled. Yes, there's lots of bullying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But at least they confront that issue yes. head on. And I think it, it was always there as a mainstay in the Karate Kid universe. But what do you see from students? Do you see them all gravitating towards it? Do you have these types of conversations or do you hear them or do you address it? I do all the time. And it's interesting because I would say 80% of the kids are like, Cobra Kai, right? <laughs> totally. No mercy. Let's go. And I'm like, that's not how it is, right? Yeah. But then I go, okay, if that's what you want to do. Let's do that for today. 
you know, and then we train yeah. hard and, yeah. I, and I tell them, I tell them all the things that it should be, <laughs> you know, in yeah. terms of how to take it to that level. But an interesting thing was I was driving home the other day. I pull into the neighborhood. I slow down to see my neighbor. I said, how you doing? He says, good. His, his son is, is out there with the lawnmower or something. He stops. He says, you know, Jim teaches karate. You'd like to do karate. And the kid looks at his dad and then the dad says, you know, like Cobra Kai. Oh, and the kid shakes his head. He lights up. Right, he lights up. <laughs> and I look at him. I say, so what do you want me to teach you, Miyagi-Do or Cobra Kai? And the kid pauses. He looks at me. He goes, Cobra Kai. <laughs> so I go, okay, Cobra Kai it is. <laughs> Since said, Jim, you can teach him both. Yeah, I, I love can. that. Yeah. But yeah, he wouldn't never know I'm teaching him he the, wouldn't the underlying rules of Miyagi-Do yeah. <laughs> through- uh, that's so butt. funny. That's what's so interesting about the show too is Johnny lost control of Cobra Kai, but he's more open to change. And Daniel, who's set in his ways, is more open to change. And we yes. saw a lot of that this last season, yeah. which was amazing. So yeah, you don't need to be hardwired into one way. Like you said, yin and yang, you can learn from both. And if you're in tournament fighting, you can't just stay on the defense all the time. It's good to have both. Look for opening score point. You're not trying to yep. kill your opponent unless it's a battle to the death. Mm -hmm. But what were your thoughts from where the show started and where it is now and where it potentially will go. I like how it's taking you episode by episode, season by season yeah. to where it's where there is that change, that sense of cross-training. Yep. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I strongly believe in that. My instructor encouraged me to go out and try other styles. I always came back to him, yeah. but I did try and I did look at them openly to see what they would offer and, and what they had. And I would take what they had that would benefit me or benefit the students. And we plugged it in. So yeah, I like how it's going. I like getting each one of them, Johnny and Daniel San, to to open up a bit to the other. Yes. You know, and I want to see where that leads to and and what the like I said, what the outcome's gonna be. I've always loved to see well, since Cobra Kai is a show. Before that, I didn't see them as friends, but now I love to see them working together. Yes. I really do. I, yeah. I hate that they're one step forward, two steps back, but now they seem to be more than ever more open to change. They both evolved. They came from, well, it's, it's also great to learn their backgrounds. You know? Absolutely. Johnny, you think he's like the rich kid, but he had his issues, right? And then Daniel had his, lost his father very young, single mother. Now he's thriving, but is he really? He's got some demons in his own closet. So mm -hmm. it's been amazing to see. And even Crease, as soon as you close the door on him, there's a crack because you kind of yes. feel for him. <laughs> it's like, gosh, that guy, he's great. Right. And then they bring Terry Silver back. So what do you think will happen with Cobra Kai Dojo? What are your predictions, Sensei Jim? Or do you have oh. any? I'm going to have to say I don't have any predictions, okay. right? Okay. I just want to wait and see. Yeah, right? like wait the rest and see. of us. <laughs> exactly. I think it will be interesting. I want to see, like you said, crease crack a bit more, right? Yep. And, and you're all human beings, yep. right? So is that going to come out? You know, how does it come out? They've already alluded to different flashbacks and things like that. And so it'd be interesting to see a little more of his inner workings sure. and where it's going to go. I'm looking forward to it. There may be no coming back for Terry Silver. He might have been the ultimate bad guy. I, I, <laughs> I think so, season. right? It's like he topped crease and then kept going. So yeah. he's methodical and he's got money. Deep pockets help. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw that one coming. No. Yeah. Uh, he was way ahead playing chess with crease. Mm -hmm. So- Whenever the show does end, it's been a glorious run. And I think all great shows have to come to an end. And you can revisit them and there could be a spinoff. It could be a prequel, lots of things. Well, one show that I have thought about for the last two years, because I think it's going to happen, is a show called 
Miyagi. And you go back to the origins of Miyagi-Do. It can even be called Miyagi-Do, but yep. goes back to Miyagi even before he's born or he's very young and him and Sato and just almost more kind of hearkening back to Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. It would be a very different vibe and you could shoot it in Okinawa or you know Hawaii like they did Karate Kid Part 2. But I think a show like that could happen. And that's just going to help a more positive, continue the positive story for martial arts, because that type of show would touch that note. And it'd probably be a little bit less about bullying and just about the principles of following karate in life. Which So I'm fascinated by it. I'm ready for that show to launch. That'd be awesome. I, and I think it's going to happen. I do. And there'll probably be some other things here and there. But what did you think, just I have to ask, when they redid The Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, did you enjoy that one? Did you see that one? Saw so on my way out of the dojo last night. Okay. The guys were talking, and they were talking about that. Oh, wow. And so I paused a bit to listen. Uh, one of them I could hear say, oh, I love the new one because it showed this, this, and that. And I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, the new one was okay. Yeah. I mean, my, my heart's with the old one, yep. the original. But it had some interesting things. It had a, a different way to look at things. Absolutely. A different way to do things. It took it more into our time, right? Yeah. Current. Oh, yeah. Those are big things to think about with martial arts, you know, Think about how long martial arts has been around. Yes. And think about the climate, the times, socioeconomic things that are going on in those times hundreds of years ago and how martial arts techniques related to them. And now think about how we are today and how we have to adjust those martial art techniques to work for things today in in terms of attacks or uh, bullying or whatever it might be. There's adjustments. And, yeah. and so I think that's kind of the movie took you in a little step towards that, but I still like the original. Yeah. I almost thought it didn't need to have the name, but at the same time, it probably helped because it did do well at the box office and there was mm-hmm. a drought for Karate Kid films. So that, yes. that was probably, the idea was probably like, we'll launch this and maybe we'll get another one and another one. It just didn't happen. But there was some cool visuals and I like the fact that it was in China yep. and it was some really cool aspects to it. It was tough. Yeah. With it being Kung Fu. It was And tough. being the Karate exactly. Kid. <laughs> yeah. It's not the yeah. Kung Fu Kid, is it? Right. And then people are always asking me, well, was Jackie Chan Miyagi? Well, no, 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 no. It's, it's a bit confusing for sure, but mm. I had to ask. Well, I mean, we have covered it, Sensei Jim. I have had such a great time, such a pleasure having you on the show today. Me too. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having one, if not more, of your students on. Maybe yeah. we can get the one you mentioned earlier to come on and talk about his experiences in the next Karate Kid. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Fans of Cobra Kai, fans of martial arts, any words of wisdom? You know, if you've ever had that desire to do martial arts, no matter what your age, go for it. If you're older, you want to do something that's softer, you can go into Tai Chi. If you had some karate in the past, pick it up again. Give it another try. If you have a child that is interested in sports or is struggling in an area and martial arts can help with the discipline and the focus, put them in it. And that's what I would say, you know, explore the martial arts. There's so many martial arts out there, but do your homework, go watch a class, see what the instructor is like, see what the class is like, see what the class is like for your child's age group, and then go look at the next level because you want to see the progression. progression, You, 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 You want to see what your child can become, you know, where's the leadership skills that are in there. And at the True Martial Arts Academy, that's what we try to do try to create leaders or give them leadership skills or what I call life skills. You know, every kid that comes in, 
gets one of those imaginary toolboxes, right? I tell them they have a toolbox and it's a life skills toolbox and I'm going to fill it. I'm going to fill it with the front kick, with the punch, <laughs> with the back fist, with, you know, with everything you need. But I'm also going to fill it with life skills and how to use those. And if you need it, great. If you don't need it, that's fine. But don't just leave it in the toolbox. Take it out from time to time. Polish it, right? Yes. Oil it, whatever you have to do. Keep it working. Don't let it rust. And keep that with you. That is great advice, Sensei Jim. And what is the URL, the website, people could go to in the Boston area, Massachusetts area? Yep. The website is truemartialartsacademy.com. Okay. So you can check us out there. Great. Well, that is fantastic. What a pleasure. Thank, thank you again. <laughs> we may have you back on. You never know as we get deep into Cobra Kai season five at six and beyond. Excellent. But it has been a pleasure. And stick around after I do my signing off. I'll have you take that special line that Sal usually ends the show with, but it's all yours. Great. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. Sensei Jim True, take it away. No mercy.